0: We are live. What's up? We're back. What a crazy week, man. Yeah. Insane. Insane. But I'm excited to, you know. What are you excited about? I'm excited to talk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you just want to be close to someone. Escape this uh, pandemic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
1: insane. It's so much has evolved. Like day by day, it just, there's another announcement. Okay, you now you need to be further apart. Now there's less people in the room. Now there's, yeah. it's just every day is evolving. And now we're on like on the verge of lockdown.
0: Yeah, and you know, big announcement last last night. Gyms are closed. Gyms are closed. Damn. Yeah. So we'll
1: we'll try and help listeners today with some um, some ideas of what we can do at home. But we're episode two in, and we've already got a new set. What's going on? Do you yeah. get bored with the old one, or was yeah, it? Uh, th- did we I do a big clean down in here? Disinfectant th- or?
0: Thought we'd do some decorating. You know, got some bookshelves. I
1: like the bobblehead of
0: you over there. That's nice. Yeah, that's from our friends in Musashi, India. Nice. Yeah, it's um.
1: Bit early for a for a refit, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll
0: we'll keep uh keep improving.
1: How are you um how are you gonna survive with this lockdown? Single man living in an apartment, this no gym open. What are you gonna do? You're gonna go crazy.
0: Uh, I'll go crazy for a little bit, but you know, as long as there's t- always a way. As long as Tinder's still a thing, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you can Pre- always work up. There's always a way. Pretty hard
1: to do a, a Tinder date with social <laughs> distancing though. Yeah, I'll right. tend chill. Oh, yes. <laughs> Quarantine and chill, yeah that, That's Dieran's preference to how he does conduct d- <laughs> Tinder dates
0: normally <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> changing topic <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah. How, how are you surviving without Jiu Jitsu?
1: Uh, yeah, well Jiu Jitsu closed down this week they, they shut the kids class down a week and a half ago And the adults class this week I'm lucky enough that my wife trains jiu-jitsu and my kids train jujitsu, so and I've got mats at home. I so I'm choking up the
0: family on the weekend. <laughs> on the weekend,
1: the uh, the wife's like, I said, don't get angry when you go up to the bedroom. So she's gone up to the bedroom. I've totally rearranged the bedroom. I've got a big like big main bedroom. I've set up all my jiu-jitsu mats in the bedroom. Um, so I'm going to convince the the Family to start doing some rolling Definitely. at home. There's so much online content for jujitsu, though. And if you've got one other person in your family that trains, it's so easy just to jump on, set up a comput- computer in front of the mats. Um, yeah, some big, big names in jujitsu put out plenty of instructional, so there's so much online content. So, jujitsu, I won't, it won't be as frequent. Trying to convince the wife every day to train is going to be tough. Yeah. I'll, I'll have the young fella to train with, but um. But, um weight training what yeah. are you gonna do oh, being man. a powerlifter I'm, I'm, you you rely
0: on a gym I'm feeling the pain of all the powerlifters lifters around the world right now man like there's there's no substitute for the barbell at the end of the day you know we want to li- want lift up heavy things you can't exactly deadlift in your okay. apartment it's insane
1: you know? and like um I'm lucky enough I've got to set up at home again my whole double garage is set up like a gym so I'll, I'll be fine but I, I feel for everyone out there that sort of uh, has the gym as their as their daily routine yeah it's yeah, it's going to be weird. I use the gym, I go in there and use the sauna and the steam room and I don't think I'll be venturing into a steam room in these times. Yeah, you know, the gym's but always we, there
0: for you When you're happy, you're sad, nothing to do, I think like, you know, the it's way like, it's always an escape.
1: It's like the ultimate life partner, the yeah. gym. Yeah. It's seen me through many a breakup and it, many <laughs> bad times in my life. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I think it's like that for everyone. It becomes that routine, you just rely on it and when it gets taken away, it's like, oh shit, what do we do now?
0: yeah and you know like also one of the biggest powerlifting competitions pro rod just got cancelled at the arnold's we were going to go down to the arnold's at some point i know everything's everything everything's everything's cancelled but i was particularly excited for you know the powerlifters showing showcasing some of their strengths the pizza strength in all seriousness like
1: what are you going to do from home like i I know we'll cover a lot we're probably going to give some sample stuff that we can that you guys can do at home today we'll cover it all but like as a powerlifter yeah living in a, a flush penthouse apartment (laughs) um how are you gonna train
0: um well luckily i've always been sprinting like uh you know uh me and me and a couple of my mates we 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 love to sprint and sprinting is actually a really good um way of training just go to a park you know everything closes down they're never gonna shut down sprinting you know all you need is some grass and some shoes and the shoes are optional true (laughs) i saw you i
1: saw on instagram uh, on the weekend you were doing some sprinting
0: yeah i love it you know um there's there's only a, there's only two ways to train um, type two muscle right heavy or fast yeah so um, heavy's not in the picture right now so you got to go fast
1: yeah you can throw in some pliers while you're out there in the park there's plenty that you can
0: do oh heaps yeah um so you've
1: always been a sprinter
0: Oh, uh, I love it and um you know it also gets you pretty sh- shredded pretty quick I
1: was surprised to see how how quickly uh. A stocky little power lifter can move.
0: Oh, you'd be surprised. There's, uh, <laughs> there's some carryover. You and some of the big power lifters can move pretty fast. Yeah, true, true, true.
1: What about you? How uni has shut down, or what are you? No, you're not at uni. Year six has shut down. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm going to be skyping my kindergarten teacher to learn about the shapes and the <laughs> colours. <as well>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uni shut down. Basketball gone for you. Everything's everything's done. So you're on lockdown. i
2: hibernating, I think, for the next couple of weeks.
1: Uh, so what are, like what's the what's the feel out there with all the the young guys and like going out on the weekends and oh, things we like did. that still we, did
2: we won't anymore i don't think so oh. that was like the last hurrah yeah, on exactly. the weekend yeah, was it, it, was, it
1: was wow. the last so you young guys are gonna go crazy what yeah. put a put a young guy at home in lockdown for oh a my month god wonder what's gonna yeah. wonder what they're gonna get up to yeah <laughs> i reckon you'll become like a tiktok sensation how i
2: reckon <laughs> you'll start making tiktoks and, chance. Uh, <laughs> I already, i've already subscribed to disney plus netflix and stan in preparation yeah in i
0: case. i subscribed to disney plus as well And i was watching avengers in the weekend i'm like damn i haven't felt like this about the universe since the end of avengers infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's basically like you know this virus is thanos right now
1: uh, it's crazy i was i jumped on netflix on the weekend all the suggested movies are all like Outbreak and <laughs> pandemic, and I'm like, how? Why are people watching this sort of stuff right now? Like, yeah. it's the last thing you turn on the TV. That's all there is all day long.
0: Yeah, and you know, now that the gyms are closed, people are losing that escape. That's like, you know, one of the few places you could go um and not think about um, what's going on in the world. Because you know, exercise is always makes you focus on the now and not worry about the future and the past. Yeah, what it is though, I I think of it like. What, what are we in for?
1: Two to four weeks of lockdown, potentially? Maybe longer? Probably longer. Uh, use that. I reckon everyone that trains right has some sort of niggling injury, something that has just been bothering them, their shoulder or their lower back or their neck. Or Use this time as a chance to recover, get your body right again, but also use this time as a chance to incorporate some different training. Mix it up. Like A lot of people just get stuck in a rut of doing the same thing week in, week out. Like you say, get out in the park, do some sprints. You'd be surprised. Like if you've been in the gym squatting for years, years, years on end, and you go out and sprint and you haven't sprinted in a long time, your legs will be just as sore, if not sore, the next day.
0: You'll be surprised how sore sprinting will make you. Also, you know, like at the end of the day, in in China, they stopped jogging and things like that now. Mm. So, you know sprinting is one thing that it's, it's quite hard to, to, to stop, right? You just go to a park, you know, even if they do end up um, stopping things like sprinting, the cops show up, that's when the real sprint session starts.
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know about that. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, there's always a way to train, right? And, yeah. you know, everybody's been stockpiling, buying popcorn, buying Doritos. Um, you know, it's very easy to become a popcorn processing machine right now. You're sitting on your couch watching Netflix, ca- um, pantries loaded with, with snacks, Got a mountain of toilet paper. You literally is just a popcorn popcorn factory. So <laughs> that toilet paper will be put put to good use. <laughs> exactly. So you know it's it's so easy to fall into that trap right now. So yeah, keeping it active, keeping healthy is gonna be the way out of this.
1: I think main, maintaining your normal daily routine. A lot of people are sort of working from home or aren't able to get to the gym. But if you're getting up at a certain time to go to the gym, still get up at that time and do something else. Whether it's it's as simple as like buying a kettlebell and having a kettlebell at home get online go through some I just bought some kettlebells this weekend like there's so many online kettlebell workouts that you could do get up at the same time have your meals at the same time if you're working from home try and set yourself up at home and structure your day like, like normal and just try and otherwise otherwise people when they're out of routine and things are crazy you just you lose all focus and your nutrition goes to shit and your training goes to shit just Exactly. Hold, hold, yeah. Keep your shit together, man. Yeah. And but um, <laughs> this
0: is so important, you know. And um, I, I was just reading some random stats about, um, you know, this virus, and they're saying people that have um, most of the people that are experiencing the worst effects of it tend to have some kind of pre-existing condition, right? Yeah. Whether well, that be you know obesity, blood pressure, things like that. So you know, you know, if you lose your job, you lose everything. Make make your health your wealth. You know.
1: I know. Look, the the scariest thing for me is like the hit to the economy that this is gonna going to cause like, of course, the virus is scary as well. I'm yeah. concerned about, about that and how many lives will be lost and people infected and things and the, the pressure on the healthcare system, but the hit to the economy, all these businesses closing, people being laid off, it's pretty pretty scary times, but yeah. look, humans are very resilient. We're a very resilient breed and um, we'll get through this. I mean, I was around back in the early <laughs> 1900s for
0: the Spanish flu and yeah. I'm still here yeah, exactly. You know, you. I'm pretty sure you survived smallpox and everything. I did, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I beat smallpox. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a serial optimist. So I always look for the silver lining and everything. And you know, they, they I'm, an, I'm
1: an optimist on this podcast, but a pessimist in real life. Let's just no. call you a realist. A realist. <laughs>
0: yes, a realist. Um, but uh, yeah, you know that story that we heard uh, about the prisoners of war and all the optimists died first because they thought somebody was gonna come rescue them. Yeah, but no, there is some silver linings. Uh, you mean like, like people are, are definitely bonding over this. You know, the whole. The whole world is is in this together. It's uh,
1: it's true. And look, this is this is I've got a, I've got a like a little. I saw something online. I just want to share it with everyone. It's probably a good time. It's it was it was actually. Imagine if Dr. Seuss were alive today, he'd write something like this. Here we go. We're gonna lose all of our listeners, but mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. The buildings were big, and people would smile and travel. They would mile by mile, but sick they become in numbers. It grew. Businesses worried, communities too. Things stopped for a bit. The world slowed its roll. The virus had certainly taken its toll. But when they saw, but what then they, but what they then saw from slowing things down is in fact now had less reasons to frown. Families now gathered, what game shall we play? Pass me the blue crayon, give mummy the grey. Dad's home guys, he'll read us a book and then all of us together will cook. The Lungs of the Planet caught a small break less travel meant less pollution to make people did realize they'd all be okay they don't need so much to get through the day maybe this virus that caused so much stress showed the whole world what more can mean less
0: well dr seuss wrote that no
1: that's if dr seuss oh, was alive okay, today okay, okay right. but yeah, i thought it was yeah. pretty cool it's like it, it allows you to get back to what what is really important and yeah. that's you bunk it down with your family. Lives are that busy these days. People are sort of racing here and there. And it, it just allows a bit of a reset with the family. Sit at home and, and sort of catch up, get to know your kids. I mean, we're so busy with our work that just everything's a race. Yeah. And you I'm know, I'm worried about you, but you're sitting at home I'll by be, yourself. I'll be fine. I'll, I'll You'll I'll be cooking up curries and.
0: Don't worry. I'll be, I'll be fine. Yeah. I've, got, I've got plenty of friends and family. And, you know, I, I live on Skype all the time anyway. So yeah, you do. Yeah. You do.
1: Um, lots going on in, um, in, well, there's not lots going on in sports, but there's plenty of sports to to sports stuff to talk about. What is, um, what's, what's new in the world of sports, Hal?
2: Um, we'll kick things off on a a lighter note, which is the NRL is, uh, continuing its season despite every other league, it seems, shutting down.
1: When did they announce this?
0: Um, yesterday or this morning or? Well, um, when the AFL announced that they're suspending, the NRL didn't announce it. And, you know, they said, you know, we're going to still... Carry on, see how, how it goes, you know. I wonder how long for. Sports are an escape and, you know, I'm a Warriors fan and the Warriors are staying here. It's not just the players, it's the whole coaching staff and everybody. And, you know, the, the, the um, little campaign that they had is all in, right? You know, yep. they, they're all in to keep the season alive. And, you know, people people need an escape and sports is sometimes that escape.
1: Yeah, I've, I've noticed, um, I saw online, a lot of the American viewers, they've got no sports to watch. They've been watching Fox Sports and, and watching the AFL and the NRL and like those two sports have gained a whole new worldwide fan base. But yeah. now with the yeah. AFL sort of postponing their season or, or shutting the season down for a bit, um, I guess we're all going to be, be become NRL fans. Yeah. Well, the
0: E leagues still on as well. So, A-League. Yeah. Yep. Um, but they, they don't come close to each other anyway. No, nah, but a- <laughs> A-League's good. Uh, you know, Wellington Phoenix are doing pretty well this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: There's still a bit of sport and... and and like, like you said, we were talking earlier, the, the, uh, Fox Sports had a big um, UFC marathon on the weekend. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool to watch some old fights.
0: I only caught one fight, Whittaker versus Jackery. It was one of the best fight. fights of all time.
1: Yeah. But um, yeah, I think, look, it's it, we don't know. We don't know how long this is going to happen for. The AFL is probably just governed by what what the government regulations are. And and I'm sure it'll all kick off again in, in a month or two. And um, we'll at least get a little bit of AFL and... Yeah. Other sports sort of start to trickle back. The one that I'm worried about though is UFC 249, oh. Khabib versus Tony Ferguson. It's cursed. That is this like the fifth time they try to put that fight together. Yeah. yeah. And um, they they're still going to try and make it happen. Although it has they're to both happen. in both of them are in training camp in California, which is under complete lockdown. So I don't know how they're going to. It's on April 19th the fight. So they've still got a little bit of time. That's nearly a month. But I just don't know how long the lockdown's going to be and how how they're going to get them out of there to fight somewhere else. They're talking
0: Saudi Arabia or something? or Yeah. Well, w- we'll see. Basically, the whole world is on l- almost on lockdown. So, I know. Um, hopefully, they find a way.
1: I wouldn't just put him in a cage yeah. with a ref and just have everything remote. A couple of cameramen. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Yeah. I think... I was reading some stuff from Dana White. He's like hell-bent on making that fight happen. That yeah. has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> what else is happening, Hal?
2: Uh, on that note as well, uh, I want to talk about Shane Warne turning his gin distillery into a hand sanitizer factory.
0: Have you seen this? That's pretty cool. I, I, uh, quite a few gin distilleries around the world are doing it, actually. It's, uh, yeah. It, I, I think it's, it's twofold. It's
1: helping out. I think Shane Warney's um, gin brand, I think it's 708. They hold the production of gin this week they're making an alcohol sanitizer but they're actually supplying it to um, western australian hospitals oh. so it's pretty pretty cool thing that they're they're doing it's profitable obviously for him he's probably making more money on hand sanitizer than he is on gin at the moment
0: <laughs> but um yeah no it's good you know there's so many things that the world's going to need in the, in this um period coming up so i would have thought um, alcohol gin would have been just as important as uh sanitizer well hell, hell has a weekend uh job as well in uh vws and
2: Oh, we got killed yesterday. We it was almost as busy as Christmas Eve. Yeah. It was ridiculous! It's In the space th- of an hour after that announcement,
0: everyone's
1: stocking up on alcohol. It's strange what
0: people are stocking up on. You know, like it's weird. Yeah, toilet paper was like probably the most bizarre one. You know, I've seen all these like videos of these preppers and things, and you know, um, like this one guy. He's like uh i stay ready so i don't need to get ready and he's like talking about toilet paper and stuff i'm like bro you're talking about toilet paper you should be talking about your fitness you know exactly. this is this is what you need to be looking after right now
1: it's insane i still i've been without for three weeks it's um i have lucky i've got good friends um <laughs> that have been able to like flick us a roll here and there but I, every time i go to the shops it's just it's still out yeah. so it's it's insane it's insane yeah like the shopping centers are still open people yeah. You can go in there every day if you want. Just get little bits here and there, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool of Shane Warne. A um, little bit of trivia. Why is he, Why is his gin company called 708,
0: Hal? Do you know? So how many wickets he
1: took. Oh, yes. Yeah. How many test wickets he took. I'm not a cricket man at yeah. all. I would never,
2: never would have guessed that.
1: Yeah. Pretty cool of Warney. What <laughs> else
2: we got, Hal? Um, so the AIS is proposing an isolated base camp for the Australian Olympic athletes to train in.
1: Do you reckon the
0: Olympics are still going to happen? I don't think it's going to happen.
1: They're, apparently, they've got a slush fund of over one hundred and fifty million bucks for these Australian Olympic athletes, and they're they're thinking, yeah, setting up a base camp at the Ais, well, transporting everyone in via and out via charter flights and things like this to um, prepare for the Olympics. This is, I can't see the Olympics going ahead. I, that I, is a breeding ground for <laughs> yeah, and look, okay, so
0: the Ais is probably you know well resourced to do something like that. What about the other? nations that can't do that you know exactly um the olympics is about bringing the world together right and mm. um you know if it's only going to be um you know the the wealthiest sports federations in the world then it's not re- going to be a true representation you know
1: yeah i just i just can't see it happening and i can't imagine being an athlete training for four years yeah basically like and you some athletes in depending depending on what sport they only get one window of opportunity to make the olympics and then by the time the next Olympics rolls around, they're too old. Yeah, or it, it's just insane. Imagine working for four years for a certain one event, one day, and then all of a sudden that's just taken from underneath you. The mental side of everything that's happening is
0: is huge. The psychological it, yeah, aspect. You're yeah, you're gonna
1: see what people are really like. Yeah. yeah, and I've already seen it. You, you see the ones that are selfish that are out there stocking up on toilet paper, and yeah, they're going to be uh, the first to die. <laughs> but anyway, like you know, this and is then you've got the nice people that have come together and 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 bring uh, look out for each other and bring your toilet paper and things like that. So yeah. you, you actually get to see a person's true character in times like this. But it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how a lot of these high level professional athletes handle this time off. I think the ones that are being paid big amounts of money, they'll be loving life. Like your, your M, all your NBA stars. Uh, and, Cristiano
0: uh, Ronaldo bought an island and he's living on this island with his family and nobody is allowed to enter this island.
1: Yeah, see, that just makes me angry.
0: <laughs> well, if, you, if you're that
1: good at your sport and you make that much money, then yeah. all, all the best to you. Well, but, um,
0: I, I saw a, a quote from uh, this Italian chemist and she was like, um, you know, you pay soccer players a million pounds a week to kick a ball. You pay, um, you know, scientists that are making drugs 800 pounds um you know a month or whatever Mm. ask cristiano ronaldo to kill the virus
1: (laughs) that's it yeah it's yeah it's insane but all these amateur athletes all the olympic guys they're all amateur athletes no funding generally no like they're just working towards this one day this one event so i feel for them. yeah what else how
2: uh, so we already talked about the NBA briefly because them as well, a lot of pro athletes are turning to esports and that is particularly happening with 2K.
1: Yeah,
0: and do you know, do you know what's happening right now? No. We're in the middle of a generational FIFA camp, right? There's every guy under 40 is playing FIFA. I was in FIFA on the weekend. So many people are online.
1: Playing FIFA and prof- what professional athletes are jumping online playing in FIFA tournaments or how's it? Yeah, what they well, doing?
0: professional athletes are playing FIFA, you know, prof- NBA players are playing 2K, like, it, it's it's crazy. Everybody's going to come out of this. This is like the, the eSport champions. eSport masters. Yeah, yeah
1: that's pretty good. That's, that's the way they're getting their sporting fix. Yeah. And a lot of athletes are into gaming as well. Like, you, it's, it's almost like a release for them and... Um, but yeah, you'd be surprised the amount of high level athletes that we deal with even that are into gaming. Like it's it's huge. Yeah. I don't know why there's crossover there, but
0: Well, it's it's a it's a game of skill, you know. And yeah. um uh, it's the competitive nature of, of gaming. Yeah.
1: Um I think everyone looks at sports as like the physical side of it, but these guys need their mental fix as well. Yeah. So like and the strategy, some guys like to get right into the strategy of it so i can see how esports would w- translate and, and
0: yeah yeah i have this like craving right now you know just to check some scores or something because you know i follow like so many sports in general but um i'm just turning to to esports just playing fifa right now and fifa is your game FIFA's is my game i've had every, every fifa since 2001 well you'll be one of the first dead too i'm uh, i'm brushing up on call of
1: duty oh yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm going to be a uh, <laughs> an expert in the zombie apocalypse. Now I'm call a Call of Duty man and a Fortnite guy.
0: Oh, no. Fortnite, yeah. No, no. I'm um, not. I'm not a shooter. I've only got two games: NBA Two K and FIFA. So you are a shooter. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: nice. Um, the UFC game as well. I get into
0: that. I love that. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Who, I always lose though. Who's <laughs> your,
1: Who's your go-to
0: fighter in the UFC game? Um. Uh, I don't know who who've been who have I been using? I, I like to use Conor to be honest. Like. My son uses Conor <laughs>
1: nonstop. Yeah. Unbeatable. Can't yeah. beat him. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'll I'll use depends what weight division, but I'll use our boy Whitaker. Yeah. In the He's old, pretty in, good on the in game. the UFC game. Yeah. What else is going on, Hal? Anything else?
2: Uh, yeah. So also speaking of Conor McGregor, there was an article about him sending gifts to Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder after their UFC match.
1: They all, I saw he sponsored the event. I don't know if you missed that, but it was actually he, the prop, proper twelve. I saw it on the, the canvas. Irish, yeah, it was yeah. on the canvas. So he sponsored the event, and then um, I saw a pretty cool Instagram post of um, of Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder with a with a bottle of the old proper twelve. So I think Connor wrote them a little little note, thanking them for an awesome fight and congratulating them on being two warriors. And yeah, I thought cool. that was pretty cool. I love seeing respect between um, between athletes yeah i and even
0: saw um you know connor um giving a shout out to mayweather of uh you know roger mayweather just passed away Mayweather's uncle who was a uh, former world champ
1: 58 years old pretty yeah. young yeah i was um you know
0: he, he's one of the reasons why Mayweather's so so great you know mayweather's dad was in, in prison for a lot of his life and you know mayweather's probably going to go down as the greatest boxer of all time
1: well, well roger mayweather actually trained floyd i think it
0: was like 35
1: or 36 of his of his 50 fights so he he was like an integral part of um of floyd mayweather's career and he actually had like a, a lot of the youngins probably don't know this roger mayweather was an elite boxer in his time as well yeah. he um he had over like 72 pro fights
0: that's crazy nobody does that anymore
1: i know he fought some some great opponents did you know he actually fought Kostya zoo really yeah wow. well how probably doesn't even, do you even know who Kostya zoo is
0: no that's <laughs> so one of the greatest Australian boxers. Australian,
1: yeah, we'll claim him. We'll claim him. Was on play
0: school. Isn't he Australian?
1: <laughs> he, yeah, he's Australian, but yeah. he's Russian, isn't he? Oh, okay. Is he Russian? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think he's um, but he's um, his son's an up-and-coming, awesome Australian fighter yeah. too. I think he they had a big fight.
0: His uh, son came to our stand at the fitness expo. He did.
1: He had to go with the punching machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Is that it Uh, for sporting events, Hal? That's it for sport. Let's get into the
2: topic, shall we? Yeah,
1: let's go. Topic of the day. We, uh, We thought we'd focus on something that could help everyone out while they're at home in isolation. So we wanted to talk some alternative methods of training. But we also wanted to give a bit of a breakdown on, you know, like kettlebells versus dumbbell, versus barbell, strength versus skill.
0: Yeah, so, you know, one of the the timeless questions is uh what's better, free weights or machines? But um you could even divide it f- further, you know. Free weights, what's that? Barbells, kettlebells, dumbbells. Then, you know, you've got machines in these gyms, and then bodyweight exercises as well come into this. Yep. So, uh where to begin? Well, it depends
1: what you're training for, I guess. Yeah. Um you being a powerlifter primarily all of your training is done with a barbell, right?
0: Well, not all of it, but um, primarily. The primary movements are definitely all best around the barbell.
1: And and why is that? That's barbells more suited for power athletes that require like the greatest output of of strength and, and something that you can actually load up the bar with lots of weight. You're moving lots of weight. That's the purpose of it.
0: Yeah. So um, you know compound exercises are, are superior in many ways, you know. It's it's kind of a myth that uh, machines are, are better for beginners. You know uh machines uh, you know think of a pec deck right you, you're just focusing on some muscles but you're not really um engaging your core you're not training your core you're not training your, not training your lower back you, even like a leg press right leg press sounds like you know an impressive thing that you might be using your whole body you're getting you're getting no uh you know no core uh, action no no real low back training from something like that um the barbell the barbell's a bit unforgiving right you, you if you've got a niggle here and there it's, it's going to hurt but and um, I think with a barbell
1: as well, form is imperative. Yeah. Like when you when you when you're on a machine, it's basically sort of setting you up with the correct form, right? Yes. I still see plenty of people getting machines wrong, but um, with a barbell, it's like I you see so many people load up the barbell and uh, think it's all about sort of strength and lifting the most weight possible, but then their their form is terrible. So I think form is paramount on a barbell. With the yep. main exercises being. So yeah, deadlifting, the, you know, bench, squatting.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- there's nothing better than a barbell when it comes to building muscle mass, right? No, nothing nothing beats it.
1: Building muscle mass and strength.
0: And strength, yeah, yep. you know, because the loads you can put on a barbell, you can't compare that, right, to any other form.
1: We can't replicate that with a with a kettlebell. You can't replicate that with dumbbells. You, you can't replicate that on a machine. A lot of machines just max out. So that allows for the most amount of maximal weight. Um, to be lifted
0: yeah and you know um the other thing about the barbell the downside is what you're talking about the 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 learning curve is steep right Mm. it takes a while and even me a power lifter who's been lifting weights for so long my squat can improve my deadlift can improve you know for sure there's um there's things that i need to improve but
1: and the, and the heavier you go, the the more your sort of form suffers. So you need to correct that as well. So it's an ever-learning process. The heavier you're getting, you might correct your form in a certain weight and get spot on, and then you up the weight a bit, and your form suffers a little bit. So it's about finding that balance.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Louis Simmons from um, Westside Barbell, he um, he has this good analogy that strength is time, you know. You you learn the barbell by, by lifting weights, yep. you know. You can watch all the YouTube videos you want, but... Actually picking the weights up and learning this movement pattern and, and repeating it and, you know, also even self evaluating yourself how you're doing it, that's how you're gonna get better.
1: Yeah, it's crazy after a while, like like you said, time. You i um, you could you could walk into a gym now, watch a guy deadlifting and instantly you'd pick up on twenty things that he's doing wrong. Like, nah, wrong grip, um, hands too far apart, you've got your thumb under or as opposed to over or shoulder blades aren't pulled back or your your uh, you're not bending your legs at an athlete, you're not sort of sitting through your butt enough like there's so many things that you pick up on over time and I think for you can tell people but it is a it's a time thing It's just like you got to continue to do that exercise and refine it for yourself and your body type as well like some people find it hard to do certain techniques so they need to adjust or find workarounds Like I know a lot of people that refuse to deadlift and refuse to squat. But guess what? There is, there is other yeah. ways to... I got dead so on de- <laughs> Yeah. There's so many other ways to squat and deadlift without using the barbell. Yeah. I mean, you could use a trap bar it, for, it, for deadlifting. It's easy to make like
0: excuses when it comes to, to barbells. You know, um, they're intimidating. Okay. Yeah. They're intimidating. But, you know, look for a reason. Don't look for an excuse. Um, if you want to learn it, you can learn it. Mo-
1: most of the major movements in it... The reason why I love barbells, most of the major movements... Uh, uh, need full body activation. They need your core locked in. They're mainly
0: big compound movements. They're... So compound, right? Uh, a lot of people aren't familiar with these terms, right? Compound exercises versus isolation exercises. You know, compound lifts m- are multi-joint lifts. They go through um, uh, many parts of your body, right? And these are, these are not just strengthening your muscle. These are strengthening your connective tissues, um, you know, helping your cardiovascular fitness and things like that. Whereas isolation... You know a lot of people think you're gonna get big biceps just by doing bicep curls right Th- that actually fatigues you faster because you know the weights are not distributed a lot um, across uh, larger muscles right your whole body's um, taking it yeah um, you know if you tra- train arms more than twice a week it's ineffective um, yeah we well, try unless you know you're like a-
1: training arms on, on other things like back day um, triceps are getting hit on shoulders and chest day so yeah you can it's definitely more bang for buck in these big compound movements.
0: Yeah. And you know t- like, you know, what we're talking about time. Um, you know, y- you only have a certain mo- amount of hours in your week, you only have a certain mo- number of weeks in your year. Um, if you're focusing on on isolation movements as the the foundation of your workout, it's inefficient use of time, mm. right? Strength is time, muscle mass is time it's 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 all related right so
1: so for a lot of powerlifters out there going crazy because their main their main sort of weapon or their main tool in the in in the toolbox is is the barbell but you can get a barbell at home it costs a bit of money to buy all that weight um but um, i don't know There there is other workarounds and i think yep. kettlebells are, are, are a good workaround
0: yeah kettlebells are, are are excellent so um you know let's uh wind back uh, we have two types of muscle fiber. Well, yeah, three really, but, um, type one, slow Twitch endurance muscle, right. Then type two muscle fast Twitch. So type two, a is, um, you know, um, strength and explosive and then type two B is like more purely uh, explosive muscle. The only way to train type two muscle, which is, you know, fast twitch muscle, which is, has all these benefits on metabolic health and, you know, um, your mitochondria and, and things like that. Um, there's only two ways, like I said, heavy or fast. Mm-hmm. In the absence of big barbells, you're going to have to go fast. Yep. Um, you need this ballistic movement. Um, Sprinting is going to help. Kettlebells are going to help. So
1: Kettlebells are good for that ballistic movement and they're good for muscular endurance. I know a lot of grapplers, NRL players, and people that require a little bit more muscular endurance. They're using kettlebells. They allow you to still... They're a good conditioning exercise for people that hate doing traditional cardio on a treadmill. They're... Um, They're good for people that like lifting weights, but also looking to improve
0: their sort of cardiovascular and conditioning. Um, Yeah, and a a lot of people, you know, they say, well, kettlebell is just a weight, you know. it's How is it different from a dumbbell? Like, sure, it's just a weight. And if you use it like a dumbbell, it's just a weight. But it's how you can use a kettlebell, you know, that ballistic loading by having the weight um, further away from you and, you know, swings and snatches and things like that that's how you actually get the most out of kettlebells.
1: Well, yeah, the weight's not, obviously with a kettlebell, it's not distributed evenly like it is with a dumbbell. And so it, it creates the need to sort of counterbalance and, and stabilize that weight. So what you're actually getting is the uh, opposing muscle group that you're working is actually working probably harder than with a than with a dumbbell, for example. So I, I know there's a lot of movements that I, I'll incorporate um, the kettlebell. Um, just because it like it feels it feels better. Like so there's something about the mechanics of um, military press with kettlebells. It's like the the position of the the weight is actually it's off. almost self-correcting. Yeah, it's off it's off the back of the hand rather than sort of straight down through the um through through the arm. So there's just something about the mechanics of certain kettlebell exercises that that I like. Um, yes, but, but for like there's so many good kettlebell exercises. You can replicate, you can do whole body workouts with kettlebell exercises. You have got your kettlebell swings, I really like goblet squats. Yeah. Goblet squats are great for they're a great tool to, to actually teach people how to squat properly before they want to sort of load up on the barbell. A goblet squat is is ideal for getting you in that right position without all the load on your spine as mm. well. So there's there's other ways that you can squat, There's sumo squats, that you can to upright row. There's, like, your Turkish get-ups, single-arm kettlebell snatches. Like, you can work your whole body with a kettlebell. And I think, like, as the ideal
0: choice in this time of isolation, get a kettlebell. I think so as well. And that's literally what I just did. You didn't touch on my favorite exercise, which is the kettlebell swing, right? You know, um, you put a monkey in a room with a kettlebell, it'll figure out how to do a kettlebell swing, right? Basically, just swing it in between your legs. And this ballistic movement alone is going to be such a good... Uh, full body workout
1: quads hams glutes hips back core, back shoulders like it, it it's a great it's a great exercise as long as you're using the right weight and you're not overdoing it on the amount of reps and things like that it's it's yeah. so good
0: and you know um some of the downfalls of the barbell like we mentioned it has a steep learning curve and it is quite hard to you know learn technique or squat and deadlift um but kettlebell kind of um a kettlebell solves part of this problem right it's a beginner can use a kettlebell mm-hmm. and you're getting this um, this movement. Um, you look at a machine, you're not getting any of that core stability. Kettlebell, it's a full body workout if you do it correctly. It is. It's, and um,
1: I think like I'm just thinking now, I think I'm going to, we'll organize a post to go up on Instagram, Facebook. We'll give you like a four-day training, kettlebell yeah. training split. So I'll organize th- for that to get put up in the, on, on our sites in the next couple of days. So stay tuned for that. And if you don't know any of the exercises that we post on there, just Google them um, or or flick us a question on Instagram or whatever and we'll we'll, we'll explain how to do those exercises. But yeah, kettlebells I think will be everyone's go-to. Dumbbells as well. I know a lot of people sort of keep dumbbells at home. I I love dumbbells as far as um, you can get an increased range of movement. So say a chest press, for example, you get a greater range of movement actually increases flexibility under load um a lot of people sort of into stretching and things like that i think the best form of stretching is actually full range of movement with weights that yeah. creates great flexibility
0: compound movements um you know squat deadlift people think it's um you know gonna uh, just make you stronger these full body exercises do improve your uh, your flexibility your mobility definitely um, you know um even though i do a ton of yoga and stuff um, i i'm a big believer that you know the barbell is 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 the answer. You you
1: incorporate the barbell into your yoga
0: sessions? Not not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the dumbbells are cool. Obviously, if you've got muscle imbalances as well, um, you see a lot of people when they're when they're doing like for example a bench press like with a bar uh, with a barbell, you'll see they'll be pushing up one side more than the other. So dumbbells are good to sort of um, work on muscle imbalances, um, mm. good stability and strength for tendons and ligaments. I think that's where. I like using dumbbells as as a warm up um, before I start hitting my heavy barbell work. Um, I'll, I'll always use warm up using dumbbells because the range of movement movement is actually more natural to my body type, so I can sort of. And you're not limited to sort of one up and down range of movement that you get with a with a barbell.
0: A, a key thing about dumbbells and barbells um, over you know body weight exercises and kettlebells, which. Uh Is this concept which is fundamental to strength and um and you know hypertrophy training is progressive overload right so um you know beginners out there this is um this is the key foundation of strength training progressive overload you know it's basically um self-description progressively adding more weight right no concept in in strength training has ever been as important right and it it dates back all the way to um, this greek tale of milo of croton right Of Croton, Croton, somewhere (laughs) somewhere in ancient Greece, right? Right. Um, You know, in in times like this, it's good to look back to the past because, um, you know, (laughs) um, they've been through it all. So yeah. um, Milo Croton, right? He used to carry this baby calf. He was a good friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You. Yeah. Me and Milo go way back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, um, so he used to carry this calf up a mountain, right? Every day, and progressively, this calf was growing. As it got bigger and bigger. He ate it. He didn't eat it. Oh. This is not a nutrition one. This oh. is a training talk, right? <laughs> he he put it on his back, and you know, eventually he's lifting a cow up the mountain every day. Mm. Progressive overload. The weights are getting up, and he Milo became one of the most jacked people in ancient Greece.
1: What? So wh- what happened when the cow hit full size? Um,
0: I don't know. I think he was a vegetarian, so <laughs> li- it lived happily ever after.
1: I um, <laughs> you do get to a point in your training though where and. I've been at this point for a long time you struggle to find ways different ways to create that overload so like being a natural athlete I get to a certain strength level for, my, for me and my body type and what I'm able to lift and then from there it is any incremental weight is tiny it might be half a kilo it might be one kilo on a squat so what, what other things are we doing to create overload not just weight alone
0: yeah, so um, you know, most people that ever have ever trained in a gym, right? Have done the old max out your bench every week routine, right? So um, everybody's done it, right? Yeah. You know, you max out one week. Okay, next week you're adding more. You know, this is not sustainable M- for most people. The last what six weeks, if that. Yep. Um, you see the biggest. You see the biggest improvement at the beginning when you
1: first get into training. And you think you can replicate that for the next 20 years. It's just not, it's not
0: feasible. Exactly. But you know, progressive overload is about adding more weight. Um, because as, as, as your body experiences the stress of weight, you know, it's going to get easier as you adapt and become stronger. Um, so that you have to keep adding more weight, but how people structure programming nowadays is, is more smart, right? Um, you, you gradually build up, um, you know, in terms of intensity, but, um, there are other ways to build strength and that's where, um, aspects like volume in your training you know how many sets and how many reps and things like that
1: periodization
0: periodization rest periods there's many ways to um manipulate your your training programs
1: yeah definitely look i, I always try and mix my training up whether it be every every four to six weeks whether it be just even just the order of the workout i might keep the same exercises that i use for the previous six weeks but i change the order in which i do them or i'll lower the reps um for the next six week block and increase the weight or you know, there's so many different things. You can op- incorporate one or two different exercises. You can do a pre-fatigue of certain muscle groups and then hit your heavy set. So there's so many different things you can do to sort of mix it up and keep the body sort of guessing. Yeah, and there's
0: yeah. actually a, a good Musashi quote that's applicable. <laughs> uh, it's not our quote of the day, but, uh, you know, it's, you should not have a favorite weapon. To become over-familiar with one weapon is as much a fault as not knowing it sufficiently well.
1: And that and that ties into to today. What we're talking about is like, I know we're sort of focusing on what you can do from home in isolation and we're saying kettlebell is probably the go-to, but th- there is no one tool in your toolbox that you should just use all the time. What, what we'd be recommending is incorporate dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, machines where possible, body weight uh, exercises. They're all tools that you should be using and putting together into your routine and um, uh, to to benefit whatever sport you're choosing. For me, like the, I, I've got a. F- I like to use all of them, right? I like to use all of them because um, there's there's advantages, there's pros and cons on each of them, but I like to warm up on dumbbells. So a nice range of movement, increased flexibility, in my sort of natural form, my natural way of, of lifting. The, the, best,
0: the best warm-up is, you know, lighter weights of the same thing. That's it. It's a specific warm-up to the exercise that you're doing.
1: And then I'll move into my heavy barbell stuff. Once I'm warm, heavy barbell exercises, um, then I might incorporate some machines with some plyos uh, or mach- machines with some kettlebells right at the end of the workout, maybe less re- less um, rest in between sets, maybe some, um, some drop sets or some um, supersets and things like that. So, it's usually a warm-up with dumbbells, straight into the heavy stuff, finish off with sort of the more conditioning or more sort of machine or kettlebell. Sort of, so, I, I incorporate it all. But as a powerlifter, like, are you what? how are you incorporating kettlebells and dumbbells and machines into your training? You wouldn't really most of the time.
0: Uh, I, I use a kettlebell pretty often. Um, you do a lot of core stuff with kettlebell? Um, so Actually, I use a kettlebell more as like a dynamic warm-up um, for most uh, – most sessions, uh, I do some kettlebell swings before squats and deadlifts just to, you know, get that heart rate going. Get the um, glute activation. And exactly. Like that as well. Um, so, you know, I structure all my training around um, the barbell, right? So squats, bench, deadlift. Um, and then everything else is an accessory to that. Uh, I also do yoga. E- every morning, 15 to 20 minutes of yoga. And then maybe once a week, I'll do a, a big session.
1: Bit of broga. So yoga, you rate it highly.
0: Of course. Um, you know... This static stretching, muscular stretching, which is a bit different to what I do, is you know focusing on uh, maximum range, range of motion of your joints, your joint themselves, you know, working this connective tissue, working on your stability. You know, strength and stability are intimately related. Um, you know, if you see somebody shaking when they're lifting weights, um,
1: this is. I this just thought that was because they had too much pre-workout.
0: Oh, that, that's what I shake. Yeah, <laughs> is, you know, three scoops massage. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, it, it's fun to use a pre-worker, pre-worker that you formulated yourself so. yeah, yeah that <laughs> would be cool um
1: so you are incorporating it just as sort of a warm-up and get the heart rate up and, and whatnot are you doing any like accessory uh exercises um with dumbbells kettlebells and oh stuff like of course that? Yeah.
0: yeah so um really i would say you know 80 percent of my training is on the barbell mm-hmm. the other 20 percent um know is, is all dumbbell work and all kettlebell stuff so
1: is that just for Is just that just for show or is that actually
0: accessory for what you're doing no you, well you've got to work on on your weaknesses right so yeah. an, another concept in uh, in training is you know general general adaptation so uh you know uh, when you squat and deadlift you, you're building s- strength and um you know ability that transfers to other sports and other movements and daily movements right so if you're squatting you're going to jump higher you're going to be faster Mm-hmm. right um and then there's the this, this specificity so general training and then sp- specific training so um you know you want to do movements and training that kind of replicates what you're trying to achieve right so if you know if you're a, a bowler in cricket you want to try and uh, you know replicate things that are, are similar to that if you're you know a soccer player that focuses on turning a lot um you you're probably going to want to incorporate things more specific to, to that motion
1: mm. and that um yeah and you see a lot of this these days like i've been i've been around in the fitness industry a long long time over 20 years and there's all this hype at the moment around functional training and i do functional style lifts and a lot of that is just absolute garbage because you think of what an actual functional think about what you do throughout throughout the day right and and what would classify as a functional lift you're bending down to pick up things and you pick them up right that's a deadlift you, you, you bend down to open up the, the drawer. That's a squat. You know what I mean? Like, you're, like oh, these old traditional exercises, if you're reaching up to to grab something out of the cupboard, what are you doing? You're doing a calf raise. So I see all these people doing all these weird twisting exercises using cables and basically twisting themselves into a pretzel and oh, I'm doing functional training. The best functional training, I think, is your, is your squats, your deadlifts, yeah, bench, you're bent over rows, you're standing military press, things that you're actually doing as a human throughout the day.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that, that, that's what general training adaptation is about. Um, you know, um, there's another concept called GPP, General Physical Preparedness, right? And this is your, you know, a measure of fitness. How ready are you for, um, you know, your, your strength training? How ready are you for your sport? Um, there's a great story, a great analogy, Being me being a, a lifetime Man United fan, right? Uh, the story of Ro- Rooney and Ronaldo, right? When Wayne Rooney, um, for those of you that don't know, these are the, probably two of the best um, players of all time. When Wayne Rooney was a person on the scene, right? 16-year-old. Um, scored a, a hat-trick on debut in the Champions League. He was he I'll was in... O- they called him the white Pele, right? Yeah. Um, that's Ronaldo. R- that's racist. Nah, there's a song about it. <laughs> someone made the other day (laughs) um um, ronaldo he he was a much later bloomer right so when he joined man united um it took him a little while to kind of find his feet you know he didn't score a hat trick on debut although he had a pretty cool debut um but um when it comes to training um i read an article from uh from their coach maybe we'll link this um uh, one of the strength and conditioning coaches he was like you know rooney was like i can i play soccer i want to train soccer right he focused Predominantly on skills training. Uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldo was a fan of, of the barbell, of you know, f- strength and conditioning, general physical training, right? Um, and you look at the difference. Okay, it's hard to compare. Rooney's probably one of the greatest, you know, English players of all time. High score for Man United, high score for England. But then Ronaldo surpassed Rooney in, in ways you can't imagine. Ronaldo is now, you know, arguably. The greatest player of all time, maybe Messi. Longevity in career as well. Yeah, here's a mind-blowing fact: Ronaldo's younger than Rooney. Rooney's already in the twilight of his career. Rooney retired basically and went to America. Now he's he's playing in the English Championship. Ronaldo's still at the top of the game. Ronaldo's still scoring hat tricks in the Champions League. What do you
1: attribute that to? Keeping his body in in premium shape by incorporating weights and strength training and
0: exactly and you know you look at him he's shredded at him. and he's jacked. When's the last time you saw Rooney take off his shirt and flex after scoring <laughs> a goal? Ronaldo does it all the time. You know it, it, it it's it's one anecdote, but it's uh, it's a story. And you know sometimes the best way to learn things is by looking at a story. Hundred percent. That's I mean, how you're going to remember the story about Milo <laughs> and progressive overload.
1: It's true. And if there is any athletes out there that are just primarily focusing. on just on sort of the skills of the sport you're you're doing yourself an injustice there needs to be the strength and conditioning to go behind it and and that only elevates your skills if you're able to perform at a faster stronger um longer rate like it's you're only able to you're able to utilize your skills even more efficiently and even better so i think it's a combination of both skill work and strength and conditioning work and you see it a lot in those sort of sports like soccer and um, but like you look at the top top athletes of today, are like what? What would you say? The NFL, NBA, probably UFC guys.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you know how the NFL um, combine works, but you know there's metrics of how much you bench, how much you squat. All of this is on yeah. your on your statue, and that all affects how you're recruited. Because you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen Moneyball, but uh, American sports are all about the statistics.
1: Yes, it's so much data, so much statistics, and and that's basically what you're recruited on. Yeah, is those statistics. So yeah, what about um machines? I like machines as a finisher. I like to finish the workout on them where, I, where I might be fatigued, my um, my you know like the muscle group's completely fatigued, and I don't want to go continue to go super heavy on barbells or dumbbells where there's risk of injury. So what I actually like to do is um. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually finish on, on, on machines where I'm not having to focus so much on form. Your form's sort of set, using them just as a squeeze, get blood into the muscle. But very rarely do I incorporate them at the beginning of a workout, maybe for wa- some sort of warm-up stuff. But I, I find a lot of the machines these days to be really cool. A lot of the old Nautilus machines are great. Hammer strength machines are awesome. Technogym stuff is, is... I think it's been refined to a certain point these days where actually... You jump into a lot of these machines and it's it is replicating the exact form that you should be using. Again, not a lot of the stability muscles, not doing a lot for mm. tendons, ligaments, and things like that. But if you want to focus on that specific muscle group that you're working, I think machines that still have their place in a workout.
0: Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And, you know, from taking from that, I feel there's only really two occasions where machines are useful. You know, if you're trying to if you're a bodybuilder trying to hit a specific muscle, or if you're, you know, injured and you're trying to you know you, you have a limited range of motion you can't do dumbbells and barbells and things like that
1: yeah I, I like i injured my shoulder a while back in in jiu-jitsu right and um i couldn't i couldn't lift dumbbells couldn't lift barbell i basically was going crazy not not being in the gym and not doing strength sessions and um went back in there and, and sort of kicked off with really light machine work and, and i found that i was able to utilize machines while i was still injured still get a little bit of a workout on maintain strength and and I think doing something, even it depends on the nature of the injury, but doing something while you're injured is actually better than doing nothing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, one of the other things I'm a big fan of is contralateral training, right? If you have a, an injured, if you injured your right leg, um, you know, you can actually train your left leg and um, there's some carryover to your injured leg. Um, you know, it's uh, there's so like many a fancy, phantom limb effect. <laughs> but
1: there's so many studies of that. You have um, y- you see people might have an upper body injury but will continue to squat and you're actually able to put on muscle mass throughout the whole body um, just by squatting. You know what I mean? There's so many sort of... And that's why it goes back to our argument before, big major compound heavy movements are a full body yeah. workout. You, you think of the squat just as for your lower, lower body, but no, you're actually incorporating a hell of a lot of the muscles in your upper body as stabilizers and...
0: Yeah. yeah. So... I guess the other type of training we haven't touched on is bodyweight training, you know, pull ups, chin ups, push ups. Uh, I'm a massive fan of calisthenics in general. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love my human flags here and there. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you my invited to, well, to. it's, human my, it's flag. my party trick. <laughs> they call you the
1: human flag, don't they?
0: Yeah. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe on <in> the weekends. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's a good party trick. But um, the problem with bodyweight as well is a lot of people can't do a pull up off the bat, you mm. know. Um, it takes a while to learn and to actually have this minimum g- general physical preparedness to kind of do a lot of these bodyweight exercises
1: some of the best exercises are
0: bodyweight exercises 100 percent. once you can do it it's it's so good
1: yeah so pull ups uh, king for me that's like one of the best back exercises um dips love my dips yeah dips there's so many good bodyweight exercises but like yeah it's incorporating all these things into a program specific to what your goal is i guess yeah
0: and um you can, end up,
1: you can end up doing a hundred different <laughs> exercises. One, one
0: of the things you probably can't train with bodyweight exercises is your lower back it's very hard to get that kind of loading just using bodyweight exercises um that's and where yoga comes into it though exactly and lo- lower back training is pretty important especially when you want to get good at squats and deadlifts
1: definitely anything else you want to cover off on um On sort of
0: our our debate today, which one's better? Well, we didn't talk about my my other thing, uh, yoga, which I do. Uh, I mean, we touched on it, but it's...
1: How many times a week are you doing yoga?
0: Almost every morning. Um, So what are you doing? Have you got
1: like a little program? Are you watching sort of something on YouTube or you got a little app that you Uh, love your apps?
0: I've used a few things over the year, but I've kind of come back to this thing called ROMWOD, range motion workout of the day. Um, Yeah. Uh, I love it. So it
1: lays a a workout out for you. You just sit there, watch it and replicate.
0: It's actually programming um, some of the stretching, you know, uh, like you program your weights. It's um, Once you get a bit more advanced into stretching, you can program uh, mobility as well.
1: And I've been on that app. You can choose the length of your workouts as well. So if you've only got five, 10 minutes to spare, there's actually five and 10 minute routines or there's the... The
0: the 45, 50 minute warrior routines, you know, you're sitting in a pose for six minutes and, you know, you're kind of focusing on staying alive, but that's... The mental aspect of that, how deep you go, you know, when you're in these deep poses is, is actually probably the best benefit of yoga, the meditation that it forces you to do. How are you going to replicate the, uh, the old Bikram hot
1: yoga room? You're gonna turn up the air conditioning in your apartment and oh, no, sweat just it out. Probably just put on a
0: couple of jackets and
1: <laughs> <laughs> and go for it. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, I reckon I reckon yoga is. I'm um, actually
0: not a fan of Bikram yoga. You know, uh, when it gets too hot, you actually uh, you're capable of going uh, in range of motion that's probably too deep. Really? Yeah. Okay, it's interesting. A, actually, and a it lot of people
1: swear by it.
0: They yeah. But it
1: depends again. Like for your sport, obviously, you don't want to. Like you don't want that over hyper flexibility yeah um so yeah i know a lot of people do p- do push it when and you're in a hot room and you're all warmed up you don't realize how much you're actually stretching a lot of injuries can occur but a lot of people swear by it so it's whatever works for you
0: and another key point is i don't stretch static stretching before lifting weights um because you know uh, muscular tightness is actually very important for strength right you don't want to be too loose which is why i do uh you know this yoga stuff early in the morning and then weight sessions in the evening
1: yeah i prefer like I, I use a lot of band stuff to um to warm up, yeah. Um, for a weight session and with jiu jitsu, I'm, uh, I'm I'm warming up using sort of like flow like uh, movements. I um, am. there's a, there's a thing called Gymnastica naturale which is like a it's like a, uh, sort of like a movement based sort of yoga, and it's meant to replicate sort of jiu jitsu to its closest form, but just doing it by yourself without a partner. Yeah. So, maybe for all you jiu guys out there mm-hmm. that are, um, that are uh, struggling without their jujitsu jitsu at the moment, gymnastica and natural is a, is a great way to sort of improve your jiu-jitsu and improve hip flexibility and, and just that flow movement um, while you're locked down.
0: Yeah. You know, it, it, at the end of the day, um, we're giving you all these examples of what to do. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you do something you know that's it um it's it's um exercise is so important for physical and mental health you know the story of tyson fury is just one of my favorite things of all time you know how he's now the heavyweight boxing champion of the world um you know he experienced massive mental issues he trained his whole life to become the heavyweight champ he beat vladimir Klitschko, achieved the goal went off the rails started partying gained 300 pounds or something like that (laughs) And, uh, you know, he was suicidal. He tried to kill himself. I know. He's crazy. You know, then he's like, I'm going to become heavyweight champion of the world again. Um, dedicated to training. And he's like, he's such an advocate that training is, you know, what's going to help people's mental health. And, you know, right now, what people are cooked up inside, um, you know, you have this anxiety of, anxiety is related to, you know, the unknown of the future. And then, you know, kind of depression of what we could have done in the past differently. Mm. But, you know, training and exercise makes you focus on the now.
1: The mind and the body are, are so connected, and um, and if if you are going a little stir crazy, get get down to the beach. Stay away from people, obviously. Do some do some sand sprints. Go find a hill, run up and down a hill. Like just get get some some sort of exercise in. It'll get you through. Yeah. Listen to questions. Did we we had one come in this week?
2: We did. Um, this is from Riley Smith uh, from Docklands, Melbourne, and it was more recent actually. We might have covered this briefly already, but he, just to reiterate, he says, my gym just closed. What on earth do I do?
1: Who's this, Riley? Yeah. Riley, shout out to Riley. Mates, I think we've what we're going to do is actually post up a, a sample kettlebell routine that you can do at home. It's a four-day split routine. That'll go up the next couple of days. If, if you your gyms are shut, well, the world's not over. You know, get down to... Everywhere sells kettlebells now. You get down to Kmart buy yourself a kettlebell, decent weight, do some kettlebell training, experience something new, you never, never know, you might enjoy it, um, use what you can at home, um, if there's some way where you can do pull-ups, if there's some way you can do some bodyweight stuff, incorporate some yoga, d- try some different things, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's you can get stuck in this rut of just doing the same exercises, the same routine, week in, week out, think of the positive side, use this as an opportunity to try some different shit. Yeah,
0: and, you know um, whatever works for you like you said it doesn't matter what you do as long as you do something you know um, what I'm gonna be doing sprinting and kettlebell training that's um, you know, <laughs> that's always there yeah you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always gonna do it and they, they can even if they shut down the planet I'm gonna be doing this
1: yeah nice yeah. We just lost our screen uh-huh. um, so if you do want to submit a listener question submit via the email podcast at masashi.com we'll do our best to filter through all of those questions and, and respond um quote of the week
0: quote and kn- uh, you know i've been talking about some greek philosophy should we shoot should we on there? go for it yeah because uh you know uh it's all these all these lessons of the past are really uh helpful today so one, one quote i really love Sorry. is it's plutarch right the future bears down upon us with all the hazards of the unknown. And the only way out is through. All right. Nobody knows what the future holds, but the only way out is through. So focus on your training. It's true. Yeah. But let's get to a Miyamoto Musashi quote.
1: Quote of the week. Okay. In fighting and in everyday life, you should be determined through calm. I think that is so relevant right now when everyone is losing their absolute mind and Look, you've probably got reason to have a little bit of anxiety or a little bit of um, stress in your life, and there is a lot going on, but you, you're you not gonna achieve what you're gonna achieve through anxiety, stress, and panic. Um, I think you need to keep your spirit very calm still. Uh, don't let your body relax. We're not, we're not just gonna sit on the couch, but you're still gonna sort of be aware of what's going on around us. But just just allow your spirit to be calm, Relax. Look at the people around you. Help them. Um, uncertain times, so just remain focused on what we're all here for. Stay motivated through training and nutrition to keep your mind right. And you know, where there's a will to way, a will to train, you'll find a way.
0: Yeah, no, great, great quote. Mm. So, you know, keep calm. It's, um, it's what you have to do in this situation. And you know, exercise, eating well training well, living well is going to help you. Yep. Um, uh, There's so much you can do, you know, people, people might be stuck in, you know, just this hesitation to start because your whole life routine has changed, right? Um, You know, you might be on YouTube trying to figure out home exercises and things like that, but like we said, you know, there's, there's a lot you learn from doing, you know, in my mind, there's no planning to do There's Doing, and there's not doing right. Just be doing something, you know, Mm -hmm. focusing on eating well, training well. You know, don't talk about it, be about it.
1: And if you're stuck inside, I mean, just a simple thing like the beginning of the day or the day before, write down a list of all the things you want to achieve that following day or want to achieve that. I know it sounds like cliche, motivational talk bullshit, but it helps. If you write it down and you sort of got a list of things that you need to achieve throughout the day and trainings one and preparing food and things like that is another, go through the list, tick it off. I know while you're in isolation, you're going crazy, but still you get to the end of the day you feel like you've achieved something okay i've achieved everything on my list so try and keep some sort of structure
0: and that will help you
1: to remain calm keep your spirit calm
0: yeah and these these lessons from the past are applicable today more than ever you know times life in the 1600s when miyamoto masashi was chopping people's heads off was a lot different than it was today you know keeping calm back then in the middle of a war means something else
1: we think these are chaotic times like humans have become I'll probably cop shit for saying this, but humans have become pretty soft. Like you look at our lives, right? We, we basically wake up, we've got everything in our fingertips, there's a fridge full of food, you've got access to all the information in the world, you've got all the best food, you can, you know, like we just walk down to a supermarket, and just pick out.